Amen. Amen. Well, we're going to jump right out. Welcome to church, race fans. Amen. I hate boat race weekend, but hey, I'm just saying, you know, it's, it's, it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm too excited about what God's doing, where God's taking us. He's, he's taking us to a place. He's trying to position us, okay, so that you have insane victory in every area of your life. He, he, he's, he's trying to, to, to lead us and, and to guide us to, to a position where uh, we're walking in insane victory. Great freedom. Come on, you know what God has for you is great freedom. And I, and I just, I just want to encourage it that, that, you know, hey, if any man be in Christ, he's new. Come on, we're, we're talking Bible now. If any, if any man be in Christ, and by the word man, you know, ladies, you got, kind of got to flow with this a little bit. You know, it's probably, you know, because every once in a while people say stuff to me, you know, like, what about the ladies? Well, you know, sons of God and man. And, uh, well, well, listen, if I have to be the bride of Christ, you can be the son of God. Okay, but, but, but man, if any man, the word man, you know, it comes from human, right? Uh, human, humans, two words put together make one word, humus. And man, humus is dirt. That's the body part. That's the part that, that uh, uh, you know, hey, you're going to leave that one day. Hello? And man, man's an interesting word. It is spirit. So, so you know what? You, you're a three-part being, right? You, you, you got a body. You got a soul. But you are a spirit. You are a spirit who lives in a body who possesses a soul. And if any man, if any spirit be in Christ, when you're born again, your spirit is made alive. Jesus didn't come to make bad people good. He came to make dead people alive. Right? And to get that spirit out of hibernation. And see, if any man be in Christ, he's new. All that old stuff, man, that's dying. It's out of the way. Behold, the fresh and new has come. God's got something fresh. God's got something new for your life. And I, I want to encourage you today, don't settle back with, the, with, that, with that old junk. Man, go for the new stuff. Hello, somebody. God's got something new for you. And, and, and a lot of times the thing that's killing us, the thing that's wiping us out, is the, is the baggage that we're trying to carry from our past. And, man, we got belief systems and mindsets and, and, and habits that, that, that need to just melt away as we enjoy the, the life. Jesus said, I've come that you might have and enjoy life. Come on. You, you know, I'd ask you to, you know, take your neighbor's pulse and see if they're living. Are, are they enjoying it? Are you enjoying this God life? It's more life than death, more peace than chaos, more hope than despair, more provision than lack, more healing than sickness. I'm talking about a crazy good life. Man, this is God life, Zoe, Z-O-E, life as God has it, right? And if you're in Christ, hey, you're on your way. Come on, you're on your way. You've started, right? You have begun. Look at somebody and tell them, I have begun. Now all you got to do is continue. It's progressive. You, you know, when, when, you, when you, you know, were sent off to school, uh, you, you know, when, when, when you're just a little tyke and, and mama and daddy sent you off to school, it wasn't just for, the, you know, a break. I mean, I'm sure a big part of that is a blessing, but, uh, uh, but, but you started learning stuff, and you didn't learn it all in one day. 
You know, when you, when you enrolled in class, you weren't suddenly a little genius. I know, I know very few of you are geniuses. Because I, I don't ever see you at the meetings. The genius meetings. And uh, uh, I lead those. But anyways, um, you know, it, knowledge, wisdom is progressive. We're learning. We're growing. And, and Jesus, you know, he, he came uh, to, to give a demonstration, but he also brought some revelation. And, and uh, you know, he, he, he was talking to the guys. We started talking about this last week, and we're probably going to end up being here for a little bit because there's just so much. And God's just really, man, I'm telling you, he's, he's pumping me up about where he's taking us. And, and, uh, uh, but in John chapter 8 last week, we were reading it, and we're going we're gonna to hit that again in verse 31 today, where Jesus is talking to those Jews which believed on him. Okay, he's talking to believers. Hello, somebody. He's talking to believers. How many believers do we have in the house today? Man, and if you didn't raise your hand right there, we'll get you at the end, okay? But, uh, uh, you know, he's talking to believers, and, and he said, if, if, I mean, just stop there. I mean, sometimes I think we read the Bible, we're, we're, we've trained ourselves to like speed read. Hold on a minute. If, he's talking to believers, so it's possible to be a believer and not step into this next part. And he's telling them, man, he's getting ready to, to, to give them a heavy revy. I'm telling you, he's, he's getting ready to, to open their eyes and share some revelation that's going to make their lives better. Anytime God's speaking to you, he's about ready to make your life better. Okay? And, and he said, if. And so, man, right, that right there just ought to kind of shock us a little bit. Say, okay, man, don't want to miss this. I can't miss the ifs. Because he said, if you abide. If you abide. You know, if you, some of your translation, if you continue, if you dwell, if you stay steadfast, if, if, if you dwell, if you move in and quit moving out. Man, if you drive in the stakes and live in this thing. Man, he's talking about his word. He's like, man, you need my, you, you're going to need this word. And, and if, if, you'll, if you'll do more than start, if you'll continue, if you will dwell. I'm talking hang out, maybe. Man, just, just move in here and just get comfortable because we ain't ever leaving this word. Man, I, I got to tell you something about God's word. I mean, think about it. We know that no word from God will ever fail. Man, he, he said, my word will not return into me void without accomplishing the very purpose for which I sent it forth to accomplish. God's word is at work, man. And, and, and even when you don't know what to do, he said, you'll hear a word behind thee saying, this is the way, walk ye in it when you turn to the left or to the right. His word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. His word is life to those that find it, health and healing to all their flesh. This is my comfort in all my affliction. Your word revives me. I'm telling you, man, there's, there's stuff about God's word that you just need to embrace it. You know, it, 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 it doesn't do, you know, hey, the, the, you know, rules can change. Hello, somebody. You know, man-made laws, they're changing them all the time. It's because they're not really laws, they're rules, right? Rules change. Government changes. Opinions change. His word never changes. Man, this is what you, this is what you want to be living in. This, he said, you, you know what, if you'll dwell in this, man, I'm, I'm telling you something, you, you know, dwelling in the word. Check it out. Uh, go to Psalms 91. 
and uh, in the Amplified, it says, he who dwells. I mean, and just remember now, Jesus is telling them, if you'll dwell in my word, listen to this. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall remain stable. Some of you guys could use that. He who abides shall remain stable. Man, stability would be good for you, huh? In, in this chaotic world that we're living in, stability is a good thing. And he said, he who uh, uh, dwells is going to remain stable and fixed. <laughs> I know a lot of people who could use fixing. It, it will be fixed under the shadow of the Almighty whose power no foe can withstand. Oh, dude, come on, somebody. We're talking about a power, no foe. Can, I don't care what's come up against you. I don't care what you're facing. Man, there ain't no power that, that, that's greater than his power. The power of God, no foe can withstand. And this is for the people who are dwelling. Come on. He who dwells there, he's going to be fixed under the shadow of the Almighty whose power no foe can withstand. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. I'm telling you, if you start getting in the word of God, it ain't going to be long until you start proclaiming this. He is my refuge. He is my fortress. He is my God. I lean on him. I rely on him. I am confidently trusting in him. For then he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will deliver you. It's going to be hard for me not to go all Pentecostal on you, okay? Dude, I'm wanting. I, you know, I can feel it. I can feel it. He, he will. It doesn't say he might. No, it says he will deliver you. Oh, I'm telling you, there's people in the room right now, and you, and you, are, you might as well let the walls down and, and, and don't be all shy about this thing today because there's people in the room today that God's got you here on purpose. And there's all kinds of junk that's raising its ugly head in your life. And it's trying to, 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 to control and dictate and dominate. But he who dwells in, in this word, let me tell you something. He will deliver you. And that, doesn't, that does not mean that he will pluck you up out of, uh, out of this hard spot and set you on a white sandy beach, put you in a chase lounge with a, with a cup with an umbrella sticking out of it. That's translate. See, a lot of us are waiting for God to translate us because we don't want to deal with our stuff. The word deliver, it means to be equipped to fight and win. Come on, somebody. You, you, you know what? Listen, uh, one of the things that God's been talking to me about, about what he's going to do with us and how he's leading us and where he's going to take us and the freedom that we're going to walk in, the power that we're going to be positioned for, he, he, you, know, you know, one of the things he just dropped at my spirit that when, I don't care who it is in your world, when they look up to look at you, they'll see you out ahead of them. You're, you're a leader. Man, and the, and the, enemy, the enemy is trying to, trying, to, trying to distract and trying to dissuade and trying to depress. But God said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to equip you to fight and win. You're going to have the ability to demonstrate Satan's defeat in any given situation. He will deliver you. He will deliver you from the fowler. Who's that? That's the guy who's always trying to foul things up. Ever met him? Don't, don't look at your husband. Yeah, he's not the fowler. Yeah, he, he's going to deliver you. He's gonna, look, at, look at the next one. He, he, he said, he's going to cover you with his pinions. He, he's he's going to cover you. How many of you know it's a good thing when God's covering you? 
Hello, somebody. He'll cover you with his pinions. Under his wings shall you trust and find refuge. His truth, his faithfulness, that, th- those are the shields and, and a buckler to you. You shall not be afraid of terror of night, nor of the arrow and the evil plots and slanders of the wicked that flies by day. Man, I'm telling you something. All those voices coming against you, you'll get to a spot where it don't even bother you. It ain't even on your mind. Did you hear what they said about you? No. I hear what he says about me. Are you going to respond? Yeah, I'm going to celebrate God. Why? Because I'm abiding in his word. I am not afraid. Nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the destruction and the sudden death that surprise and lay waste at noonday. A thousand, verse 7, a thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only a spectator shall you yourself inaccessible in the secret place of the Most High be. (laughs) I like this verse. Only a spectator, because you yourself are inaccessible. Shut the front door. Mm. Look at verse 9. Because you have made the Lord your refuge, the most high your dwelling place, there shall no evil befall you, nor any plague or calamity come near your tent. Hello, somebody. I'm telling you, you kind of want to learn how to abide. And you got to remember that big if. He's talking to believers. See, if, you, if you dwell, if you continue, see, if, if you continue in my word, if you continue, I know you started, but can you keep it up? Will you, will, you, will, will, you, will you continue, will you press, will, will you, because, man, I'm telling you, you know, we learned from Isaac, you know, he, he began to prosper, and he continued to prosper until he became very prosperous. He, he began, he continued until, you know, uh, it, it's Christ-like, it's God-like. Philippians 1.6 says that we have a confidence, we are confident of this thing, that he who has began a good work in you, he will continue it until, I'm telling you, this is you being like God. I start and I continue until. Well, we've been praying about this thing. You know, what should we do? You just go until. Have you had your breakthrough? Have you had your deliverance? Have you, have you demonstrated Satan's defeat? If not, you ain't done yet. You just keep going until. And why? Because you don't want to miss out on the plan that God has and the purpose that he has for your life. In this situation, you know, we, we, here's what's nuts is that we end up, you know, we, we, we end up quitting all the wrong stuff. You launch out, I mean, I'm telling you, you know, there are certain laws that just apply. It's like that thing with, with, with Isaac, you know, and, and he sowed, he planted, he sowed in that land, uh, and he reaped a hundredfold. And we get all excited about that reaping thing. That, that's a law. You sow, you're going to reap. Uh, the good part is the and the Lord blessed him. He not only 
was positioned to see the laws in operation, but he was also positioned to win or succeed regardless of the circumstance. And the Lord blessed him. And, I, I love this, you know, if you continue in my word, John, John 8, 31, put it up there again for me real quick. John 8, 31, he said, if you continue, if you abide, if you hold fast, then, then you're my disciples. Look at verse 32, and it says, and you will know the truth. And the truth was, and not only, not only are you going to get all that stuff, all that Psalm 91, but, and you're going to know the truth and the truth is going to set you free. I'm telling you, you want the ands in your life. Yeah, I said, you want the ands in your life. Let me tell you something about God's ands. God's ands are bigger than your butts. Come on. That's a good line. Look at somebody and tell them God's and is bigger than my butt. God's going to bless you. Yeah, but. No, no, his hand is bigger than that. You know, you're on your way to breakthrough. Yeah, but I, I got a, a report from the doctor. God's hand is bigger than that but. We're going through some hard times, but, but we don't know what to do. God's hand is bigger than that but. And see, what we do is we end up quitting. We don't continue. We don't abide. We don't dwell. And God's calling us to a place where, man, I want you in this thing. I want you walking this thing out. And don't you stop. Why? Because God takes pleasure in, in the prosperity of a certain, what's that? God takes pleasure. In, you know, what is, what is a great definition of prosperity? The ability to respond in a God-like fashion in any situation. God, and let me tell you what pleases God. When, when you can respond to your situation exactly the way he would. And let me tell you what that would be. That would be him crushing the enemy. If you continue, you're going to know the truth, and you're going to know the truth, and you're going to know the truth. What does that imply? That there's some deception in your world. Again, because, you know, hey, I'm, thank God we prayed the prayer, we filled out the card, we bought a t-shirt, we got, even got a bumper sticker. And that's awesome. But you don't stop there. You keep, pre- you keep, you keep going. Hello? You continue. And, and, and truth, it, revelation, knowledge, man, it's, it, that's what's going to change you from the inside. Right? It's not, we're not trying to come up with a list of rules for you to follow. Shoot. The, the Holy Spirit needs to guide you. You need to be led by the Spirit. And, 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 and the truth is what's going to feed that Spirit. You're going to know the truth, and the truth is going to make you free. Man, think about it. No more chains. No more bondage. No more depression. No more, I'm telling you, all the, all the junk that the enemy is trying to lay on your life, Jesus is saying, hey, I want to take you to a place where you're free from all of that. We're talking about crazy freedom, where the Spirit of the Lord is. Freedom. Well, where there's freedom... You're going to find the Spirit of the Lord. A lot of us are like running around town to town looking for the Spirit. No, find freedom. and He'll be attracted to you. So it's possible to be a believer and not know the truth. And it's possible to be a believer and not be free. But why? Well, at least my eternity is secured. Eternal life does not start when you're dead. 
It starts when you're born again. Don't settle for a life that's just, uh, you know, reeked with havoc from a defeated devil. Man, dwell in it. Get in that word and dwell in it. And, you, and, and, and knowledge is going to begin to flow. And you're going to know the truth. And that truth is going to bring freedom to your life. And, and look at this next verse. And, and, and he's talking to believers. And they answered him. He wasn't asking a question. Man, this is like having kids. <laughs> Even though they might be in your way. We're going to be dealing with that later. <laughs> you know, there, there's something, there's something, there's something, you know, and every parent here can, 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 can wave a hanky of agreement. But, but there's something that, that those parents of yours have that you don't got, guys, and it's perspective. Okay, because there's some perspective that they got you couldn't possibly have because you haven't been around that long. You haven't been engaged in this that long, you know, and there's, there's some people who have been around here a little while. You might want to listen to them. You, you, you might want to you might want to allow them to share you know the truth that set them free with you instead of trying to resist it and say well I don't need that I know more than you do you know just the other day we were we were on a bike ride with uh, uh, Nana and Papa are here and uh, uh, it's always good to have Shelby's mom and dad and they, they rock but uh, most of the problems in our family are their fault but anyways um, <laughs> we're sitting there just got to who I feel better and, but anyways uh, we were getting ready to get on the bike, and we had been at a Starbucks in Leavenworth, and, and Bonnie's there, and she's got the plastic cup, you know, the, with her ice drink in it. We're getting on the bike, and I said to her, five minutes, that's not going to last five minutes. You know, we're getting on a bike, we're, we're going around the corner, it's going to get, you know. And she just looked at me like, I know what I'm doing. Four minutes and 13 seconds later, so I'm behind her, and, and they're riding up the road, and, and, and she does a very brilliant thing. Uh, she sets the drink on top of her helmet <laughs> to open her face mask so she can partake of her. And the lid and straw go <laughs> right past me. <laughs> and I'm thinking, if you would abide in my word, <laughs> you would know the truth. <laughs> and for the next 35 miles, she's up there leaning her head back on the back of the bike trying to pour that drink, and it's the, you know, the air current is bringing that liquid out to the sides of the cup, and I'm getting a bike wash. <laughs> Sometimes it pays to listen to people who have gone ahead of you just a little bit, okay? He, he said, let's get back to this thing. He's, he, he's wanting us to know the truth. They answered him. It's kind of like they said, don't you know who we are? What are you talking about? We're Abraham's seed. We're Abraham's descendants. We are not now, nor have we ever been, a slave to anybody. We are not in bondage. Sounds just like Christians. I ain't got no bondage in my life. I quit smoking when I got born again. He ain't even talking about that. You know, the church, we're so crazy because we go after stuff and call it sin. Let me tell you what sin is, missing the mark. And if you're not positioned where God wants you, where God needs you, you're missing the mark. Okay? Well, hey, you're a believer. You're in the game. You're in the game. You know, the boys, when they were little, they all wanted to play baseball. Okay? And, and, and when they were young, it was, that's when it was fun because games lasted about 40 minutes. Later in life, when the three guys playing three games a week, nine full-length baseball games a week, baseball sucked. 
but when they were little, it was fun because they were cute and, and, you know, and, and there were people out there keeping them alive. And, and I, remember, I, I remember, you know, hey, one, they made the team. Two, they, 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 they got their position. They got, they got assigned a position, so they were in position. But I got to tell you something. Even though you're in position, it's still easy if you don't know what's going on to miss the ball. Because they'd be out there, you know, and, and TJ, he, he was like, he, he was like, you know, just uh, always, you know, like just moving and, and cartwheels in the outfield and somebody hit the ball and he'd look at it and go, there it goes. And, and get, you know, hey, you, you're in the game, you're on the team, you got a position, you're missing the ball. Some of you guys, you're on the team, you're in, you know, you're in the game, you got the position, but you're missing the ball. I'm preaching good now. And you, well, I don't have any bondage in my life. There's, you know, strongholds. I, I think we think that a stronghold is a place where the devil himself is camped out. And when we look over there, we hear, <laughs> and, and you, that doesn't happen to me. A stronghold is a belief system that you possess that you will defend against an opposer. It's an argument, a reasoning, where you say, I know I'm right. If you have to say you know you're right, you have a stronghold. See, you need to agree with me. No, we need to agree with him. It's that simple. It's that simple. These guys are trying to tell Jesus, we ain't got, we ain't, we ain't got that. And look what he says. He says, uh, anybody, anybody, look at the next verse, anybody who sins is a slave of sin. Again, miss, just miss the mark. Just miss the mark. Let, let's, let's go. And, and, and no slave uh, remains in the household permanently. The son of the house does remain. Now, let, let me just touch on this for a minute. Jesus is saying, you're sons of God, but you're living like slaves. You're coming in for a weekend service, if you will, but you're going out and engaging in a, in a lifestyle that, that, that's leading you into more and more bondage. You, you, you have the capacity to, to abide, to dwell, to live. But you keep moving yourself around. You're trying to fit in. And I'm trying to position you to stand out. Well, you want me to give up all this stuff? Ain't nobody talking about giving up nothing. You're getting the ands of God. See, the problem is, is that we've been uh, you know, so motivated and so dominated by uh, you know, a, a, a carnal nature and, all, you know, hey, we're body, we're soul, but really we are a spirit that lives in a body that possesses a soul. And the unspiritual man, that's just the guy whose spirit is in hibernation. He is, his life is dominated by body and soul. The way he thinks, the way he feels, the way he makes his choices, and, and, and his soul and his body communicate really well. But his spirit, you know, I mean, come on, guys. If you're giving your spirit a feeding, you know, one hour and 15 minutes a week, but you're, but you're feeding your soul 24-7, 
Which one's going to be stronger? And, and, and the thing of it is, is, is that we're, we're trying to tap in to spiritual things, but we're natural men. We're natural women. We, we, we have a natural mindset that we're trying to operate in, and we got a problem there. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, it says, No eye has seen, neither has any ear heard, neither has it ever entered the heart of any man the things that God has prepared for those that love it. Man, I love God. Don't you love God? He's prepared some things for you. But these things are revealed by the Spirit. For the natural man, check it out. Uh, what, I, I can't see what verse we're on, so go to the next one. Uh, go to the next one. That's a good one. But uh, for now, now we have received, not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit is from God. Go to the next one. These things we also speak. That's a good one, too. Go to the next one because I'm running out of time. The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit. See, we always want to apply that to unbelief. Don't argue Bible with an unbeliever. Well, yeah, that, that would be a crazy thing to do. But you and I, we're spirits. Our spirit's alive. God has prepared great things for us. But the natural man, dude, he can't receive those things. Did I give this to you in, in the message? Did I give these, this, uh, uh, these verses, 1 Corinthians 2, I don't know, like 14 or something uh, in the message, did I do it? The unspiritual self, the unspiritual self, just as it is by nature, can't receive the gifts of God's spirit. There's no capacity for them. They seem like so much silliness. Spirit can be known only by spirit, God's spirit, and ours in open communion. Let's look at the next one. Spiritually alive, we have access to everything God's spirit is doing and can't be judged by unspiritual critics. Hello, somebody. This is good. Isaiah's question, is there anyone around who knows God's spirit? Anyone who knows what he's doing? And, and that's been answered. Christ knows, and we have Christ's spirit. We have the mind of Christ. I'm telling you that God's positioned you to win. But you're living like a slave. You're trying, to, you're, trying to, you're trying to wrestle with you know spiritual issues, but with a natural uh, activity in your life. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 4, it says, The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Two things you got to get out of this this weekend. Number one is that you can't win if you use carnal weapons. You're in a spiritual fight. You know, and, and we, we, have, we have such a weird mindset. We think anything that's spiritual, you know, is, is kind of weird and out there. You know, we're, we're going to see duck feathers floating in the air or something. No, we're going to walk in, in, in crazy revelation. We're going to have power to, uh, to handle. You know, the word power is the ability to produce results. You know what just irritates me? It's Christians that ain't got no results. Fighting to prove you're right. The problem is, you're always mad. Wouldn't you think the right guy would have the right spirit? You know, you don't, don't, you don't have to flip back there, Glenn, but you know, it, it, in the letter to Corinth that Paul was writing, he said, you know, I, 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 I came, and, but I couldn't speak to you as spiritual people i had to address you as unspiritual carnal remember christian con carne 
You know, maybe you need to, to license somebody in your life that every time that you slide out of the spirit and start operating in the, in the carnal, they, they can say, concarne, concarne, concarne. Just to help you out a little. Right? I need it. You know, but he, he said, you know, uh, and, and you say we're not carnal, but are there not arguments amongst you? Is there not envy? Is there not strife? Isn't that carnality? You know, hey, uh, you're wanting spiritual breakthroughs, but you're approaching it with carnal weapons. So you got to get this. You got to get this. You, ca- you, you cannot win if you use carnal methods. But let me tell you the other point I want you to get is if you use spiritual methods, you can't lose. He is a power no foe can withstand. He will not leave you nor forsake you. No not ever. See, you got an enemy that's trying to talk you out of, you got an enemy that's trying to talk you out of, you know, being spirit. Well, you know, I, I, don't, don't get spiritual weird. Get spiritually strong. Be led by the Spirit. For where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And that's what Jesus is telling them. Come on, guys. If you'll, if you'll abide, if you'll continue, if you'll continue in my word, you're really going to be a true disciple, and you're going to know the truth. You're not going to be a disciple who, who's, who's deceived. You're going to be a disciple who's empowered. But see, if you get over there in the carnal realm, what do we end up doing? We end up, well, well I have rights. You know, every one of us had the right to go to the, to the river. But we made a decision to be in the house. Hello? You know what that positions you for? Empowerment. See, here's the church. You got Jesus, the head of church, and the pastor, and then there's the staff, and then there's the volunteers, and then there's the the body, and then there's the community. And empowerment goes down. Jesus is empowering the pastor. The pastor is empowering the staff. The staff is empowering the volunteers. The volunteers is empowering the congregation. And and honor and glory goes back up. But here's the deal is that the, the higher up you go, the more empowerment that you receive, the less ability you have to fight for your rights. This is why, this is why, and it's a demonic mindset that's plaguing our nation. Everybody that you can think of is fighting for the rights. Well, here's the deal, is that when you fight for your rights, you're giving up your power. Jesus, God, made flesh, thought it not robbery, to set that aside, and took on a a responsibility. He gave up his rights. Dude, there's power. I said, there's power. You and I, we need, to, we need to just remember, hey, if I seek first the kingdom of God and his way of doing and his way of being right, all these other things, he's taking care of it. See, desire, let me, let me just wrap up with this thought. Desire always leads to a thing. Decisions always lead to a place. You and I, let let, let me tell you what happens to every single one of us. uh, uh, Something about the carnal appetites. The carnal appetites are always looking for things. But the spirit is always looking for a place. Okay? The spirit's going to lead you. He's going to guide you. He's going to direct your steps. Why? Because he's going to get you in this position 
But, and, and immediately the enemy comes and says, look at the things that you're not going to have if you stand in the place that God's created you for. So we forget. Why? Because we haven't abided in his word. We, we, we have forgotten that all things are possible with God. God can bring anything if you're in the right spot. But if you're pursuing things, you're leaving your position. Desires. That is uh, things that are perceived by the senses. The Bible says, while we look not at the things which are perceived by the senses, but at the things which are not perceived by the senses. We look, we, we look not at the things which are temporal, but at the things which are eternal. See, it, it, it's a spirit-led walk. What you and I need to do, how, well, how, how am I, I going to be led by the Spirit? You can't be led by the Spirit without the Word. And that's what Jesus was trying to get across to his, to his believers. Let me tell you how the Spirit's going to guide you. You'll hear a, a word behind you saying. He's going to use his Word. He's going to use his Word. You, 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 you got to get this. Romans 12, you know, when, uh, you know, he said, you know, you got a body, you, you, got, you got a soul, but you got to be led by the Spirit. So here's what I beseech you to do. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And, and don't be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Okay, so we got that body taken care of. Now let's get that soul in, 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 into submission. So that you can be led by the Spirit. You won't even know the will of God. You can't know the will of God unless you renew your mind with the Word of God and start living by the Spirit of God. That natural man, he can't get insight. He can't get revelation. But the Spirit man, ain't nothing held back from him. You're a child of God. Don't live like a slave. Step into the freedom. Step into the freedom and begin to press in. Uh, live in the word. Continue 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 in the word. And just keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Because you can't lose. You're led by the Spirit. See? You've begun. Continue. Some of us, you know, we, we just right now, I mean, revelation's flowing. Dude, I'm off track. I'm off track. What's that? It's called sin. Thank God we can see it. Since we can see it, we can defeat it. We can be free from that. Here's what I want you to do. Close your book and bow your head. And we're all going to pray a prayer together. And if you're here today, and, and, and it's time, and you need to make this prayer personal. We don't really care if you've never prayed the sinner's prayer or you've prayed it a hundred times. Here's the question. The question is, is, is today when we pray this prayer, will you make it personal and will you, will you just allow the, 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 the gospel of Jesus to save your soul? Will, will you allow him to come in and change you from the inside out and, and will you allow him to breathe life into that spirit man so that you can begin to be led by the spirit? You're ready, you're ready to begin a new thing, a new walk. Ready to be in Christ. If that's you today, I want you to make this prayer your prayer. You say, you know what, Pastor Tom, it's me. I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm getting my life on track with God it's right now. I'm making this mine. I want you, while nobody's looking around, just hold your hand up real high so I can see it. I want to agree with you in prayer. It's awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 
Thank you. You can put them down. Anybody else? Just real quick. Just look it up. He's sitting there thinking about it. I wonder if that's me. Yes. Come on. Thank you. Thank you. It's awesome. Well, everybody in this room, pray this. Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me vision. I choose to live for you every day of my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, give God a big shout, big praise.